This is When Spirit Calls, and you on your journey are in the right place. This show is about magic, miracles, and meaning shared through stories, interviews, and channeled messages. We have so much to share about who you are and your divine mission here on the earth. Let's get to it. When Spirit Calls is right now. Hello, beautiful souls out there. I'm so happy to be back with you for another wonderful episode on When Spirit Calls. And today I have the lovely Amber Courtney with us. And Amber is a New Earth Ascension way shower. So what she does, her mission is to help individuals through their spiritual healing and growth. She takes them on this journey through quantum techniques that expand their frequency and consciousness for accelerated ascension. So for those of you that are looking for this opportunity to evolve into the next phase, Amber is your gal. So excited to have Amber with us today. I am so happy to be back with all of you on When Spirit Calls, and I'm even more happy to have our special guest today. The lovely Amber Courtney is here. Hi, Amber. Hello. Thank you for having me. I am so glad to have you. Now, our audience just learned a little bit about you, and as typical, these interviews, I love to start off with a little bit of story, and so really wanting to invite you to share your process, your journey. How did you go from where you were to where you are today? So will you start us off with that? Yes, of course. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like for most people, uh, I wouldn't, maybe I shouldn't say most, but for a lot of us that find ourselves into this path, it wasn't always an easy path finding uh, myself here. And I knew from a very young age, like very, very young age, that something was different about me. I remember like having my consciousness come online when I was about four years old and like being like hyper aware of the fact that like yesterday I couldn't remember anything. And I was like, why can't I remember my, what happened yesterday or the, you know, it was like all of a sudden you're just like aware and like everything's wiped clean and you're like, whoa, (laughs) what is going on here? So it really started from right there and then that I knew I started having experiences with spirits and paranormal it was really mostly paranormal kind of stuff most of the stuff that you hear and you know the stories of people that have bad experiences or like the scary movies that kind of stuff and um it was very much a part of like my life i mean my dad was also having a lot of experiences which you know come to realize now i obviously got a lot of my gifts (laughs) from him (laughs) um but yeah i wasn't ever really able to you know, move forward with any of it. I had a lot of experiences as a child. I I was really very highly connected to my higher self, uh, so much so that it was like difficult for me to be a child. Like I was like learning how to be a human and um, having to fit in with kids and do kid things, but I didn't feel like a child. And so I would have to like almost bring myself down to either like fit in or to like get through the school systems which there's no way i could do that uh, they were failing me by the time i was in grade two because i was just like having it like i knew i was here for this life and it was not to go to the school systems it was not to like go to college it was none of that and by the time i got into my preteen years um i really found myself down a dark path and you know, um, as a star seed, so star seed being that my soul originates from a different solar system, different galaxy. 
Um, I incarnated into a very difficult family that had a lot of stuff going on, a lot of trauma, a lot of addiction issues, a lot of abuse. And I just felt super lost. I just felt like, what am I doing here on this planet? Like, this is just horrible. I don't remember why I came here. I knew that I was here for some reason. It was something I would get visions for it, but I wasn't expressing that. And it created such a disharmony in my life where I couldn't, I couldn't be who I wanted to be. Every time I tried to talk about spirits or things, people would just shut me down. Um, so I found myself into drugs and alcohol and going through abusive relationships and moving out at a very young age and got completely disconnected. But during that disconnection is also when I also got kind of connected to. And so spirit, you know, it's, it's really interesting. I remember from a young age really having these streetlights always going out every time I go underneath these streetlights. And I just felt like there was a reason for it. And I was like, what is going on here for years? And I would just be intuitively pulled places or spirits would play. Like I was like, I could, I was like bored knowing how to play piano. And, um, you know, my, sometimes my piano would play on its own and things were just always happening. And I felt it didn't feel negative. Like everybody tried to tell me it was. I knew it was like something good, but I just, I wasn't able to do anything with it. And then, so when I got into my young twenties, I was living in a condo and I was living by myself and, you know, as an empath, like most empaths, <laughs> being around people is really hard and other people could live with roommates and I just like couldn't do it. So I'd like work extra hard just to be able to like live on my own and have my own space. And, um, oh man, the experiences, there was always something, whether it was like getting attacked in my sleep, you know, the negative ones or you know, driving around on night shift and I would just be like seeing these these lights go out all over the place and I just would be spending so much time Googling, like, what does this mean? <laughs> what was going on here? Do other people experience this? And people are like, no. <laughs> um, and then um, and then so it brought me to 2019 where I, um, I went to Bali and it shifted something in me and I came back and all of a sudden I was like, I didn't want to drink. I didn't want to like I didn't want to do drugs anymore. Like I really just wasn't, didn't want it. And then I got pregnant. <laughs> so my body was like getting me ready for that. And then I started having the experiences um, positive or my grandmother who has passed, my great grandmother was visiting me um, in my sleep. And she was telling me about who I came here to be and who my daughter was going to be. And how she's a reincarnation of, you know, this other woman in our family line. Um, and it was just, it was just also profound because then I had my daughter and a month later I go see a psychic and she just confirms everything that I'd been through in my life. And it was just like that whole mo everything in my life had led me up to that moment and spirit was calling me through my whole life and mm -hmm. uh, leading me and helping me and giving me the strength to get through everything that I got through to just lead me to that moment of awakening. And then boom, <laughs> there it was. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so now you're able to help other people and guide other people by using these beautiful gifts that you have, which I love so, so much. Okay. There's so much that I want to talk about here because, you know, I don't think you were really alone in the process. You know, you're, you called yourself star seed, but we've also got crystal indigo and rainbow children. And I, I just want to speak to those briefly because there's so many crystal children coming to the surface now. And the parents are like, I don't know what to do with my kid. Are they autistic? Do they have disabilities? Like what's wrong with them? And I first want to start by saying there is absolutely nothing wrong with these beautiful, beautiful souls that are coming in. And I think you can probably agree with that too. 
And, you know, I, I was indigo, so I'm, I am indigo. And so I came in also knowing that I had this bigger mission, but I, and I struggled, I struggled to be in my humanness, right? Like I resisted my humanness. And especially when I had my near death, it was almost like I didn't even want to be in my human form because I knew what there was on the other side. So it took Mm -hmm. me a lot to stay anchored and grounded in. And I suspect for you, that was part of the process for you too, of like understanding, Hey, I did choose to be here, but now I know for sure, like you've got validation. And sometimes we need that bit of validation to keep us rooted here. And I love that you went through this journey of addiction of trauma of all of that, because again, it, you're right. Many of us have experienced different levels of that, but what we choose to do with it, that's where the magic lies. And I think that is, that is your power right there in you saying, you know what, I'm not going to allow that history to own me. I'm not going to let it, you know, crush me or have power over me. I'm going to choose to then take all of what I've been through and I'm going to use that to help other people. So I bow down to you. I celebrate you. I think that's incredible because you could have easily chosen a very different path, right? Um, Yeah. So I want to empower the audience listening to say, hey, wait a second, I have a choice. I have a choice right here, right now to choose how I'm responding to the life I've had and responding to the current experiences that I'm going through right now. You have a choice. So I really feel like it's important to share that with the audience today. So that being said, okay, you talked about some not so good experiences too. I'm just curious, can you share just like one of the weird experiences? Because I know our audience is always like, oh, but what happened? Like, what was the story there? Can you share one of those kind of weird experiences that you had that you didn't understand at the time? Yes. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was. um, Okay, so I was living in that condo. And obviously there was like bad energy going on around me. And, you know, like most people that are awakening know that, you know, these entities, these beings are trying to keep you in fear. So you don't find your gifts. Right. And so I, I knew like intuitively that's what was going on. And so I would, it's, it would come off and on. It would literally come off and on. And I knew I had this little girl spirit with me from when I lived in this haunted mansion when I was a kid. It was a whole thing. She was like my protector, but I, there, there was this male spirit that, Maybe he was a part of the building I lived in. I don't know, but he was haunting me and he would, you know, I'd be standing there and like doors would fly open or the the washer would fly open. Things would just like happen. I'd be laying in bed and the lights would just turn off and, you know, I'd be like, okay, whatever. Like I just brush it off because I just intuitively knew like, just don't feed into it. Just don't feed into it. But it progressively started getting worse. And it was like, you know, then I would feel the spirit at my doorway. And so then I would start sleeping with my door shut. And then the, I would feel the spirit at the, bo- the edge of my bed or like the end of my bed, like watching me while I sleep. And then eventually I started to feel like it was laying on me, like suffocating me while I was sleeping. And this is when I started to really fall into fear. And then I remember one night I woke up with this feeling of somebody standing over me. And out of nowhere, I could feel like the springs like spring up from my mattress and my my remote flew off my bed. And I like I sat up and like nobody was there, but clearly something had happened. And that's when in that moment I was like, I have had enough. Like this is not going on any longer. That's too far. <laughs> Put your foot down. Yes. 
Uh, and yeah. so what are the things that you did to put your foot down? Because I know that for a lot of us, this is this is why a lot of mediums don't allow their gifts to come to the surface or a lot of clairvoyance people to come to the surface because they are afraid because they've had an experience like that. And they're like, I don't want to go there. Forget that. So what are some of the things that you do or did in that experience that help you to create the safety or the boundary there? Yeah. So back then, it you know, I didn't know anything about energy tools. I didn't know anything about anything. I just knew that they feed off fear. And so I basically, I stood my ground and I said, you're not allowed here anymore and you don't hold any power on me. And anytime something would try and happen, I'd basically just brush it off and just like laugh at it and just give it none of my power because I realized that it was feeding off of the what I was giving it, which was that fear. So holding back that power and just giving it nothing, it went away. It stopped. And that was that was all I had to do at that time. Obviously, now I do different things, but that's profound in itself. It worked. <laughs> I agree. I agree. There is that that is profound itself. You know, as you're telling me the story, it reminds me of one of my own experiences as well. Um, I didn't know that I had bought a house or bought a condo in a building that was on the haunted house tour at Halloween. Mm. So I found this beautiful condo. It had been renovated and it was the basement of one of these like century old buildings. And I loved the space you know, bought the condo and there was two bedrooms and one of the bedrooms I struggled to go in. I don't know. It just gave me the EBGBs. And again, at that time, I wasn't where I was today either. I didn't have the understanding, but what started to happen is I started to have really lucid nightmares there. And I had lucid nightmares as a kid, so it wasn't new for me, but one in particular, I remember it was a, an incredible battle and it was on the top of a mountain and I was fighting a witch and a bad witch. Okay. Cause I reference witches all the time and I don't see them as bad, but she was bad and she was evil and dark and negative. And I was fighting with all my might. I remember like just fighting in this dream. And oftentimes in my dreams, I would say the Lord's prayer. And so I'd start saying the, our father, and usually that would conquer all and everything would be fine. But in this particular dream, I actually woke myself out of my dream state. Um, and I was dripping with sweat and my room was ice cold. Like I never felt my, and it was the middle of summer and my room was cold as ice. And so I knew that there was something going on inside that building. Like I, I was picking it up intuitively and feeling like, you know, the hairs on the back of my neck and stuff like that. And then, so of course, things started to happen for me too, like cupboard doors would swing open and stuff would come flying out, you know, random like dishes that, you know, weren't stacked or anything. And so I called on my mom. I said, mom, can you come and bless my house? So she came with holy water and her rosary and she came and her friend and her cleared my house, but I still didn't feel safe in that place. Guess what? I ended up selling it within six months because it didn't it just no matter what I did. So I wanted to share that with everybody because I find these these stories so intriguing. So needless to say, you know, over time, you've developed some other tools. So if somebody wants to lean in to these gifts, because, you know, like me, there's many star seeds and many crystal children out there that are empaths that feel energy that know so much more than than what we can even understand in our humanness. 
Um, what can we do to embrace that? Like, what are the things we can do to, to walk the path aside from pushing fear away or for not letting ourselves lean into fear too much? What are some of the things that we can be doing that help us along that path? Yeah, I feel like one of the biggest things that I've come to learn is mastering our own energy. Mm. And however one wants to do that, whether you want to start working with energy, maybe you take Reiki just for your own self just to have um whether it's learning about other energy work whether it's learning about how to protect your own energy um i just feel like you know as we're all very sensitive people like even even you know the non-crystals and indigos and stuff like everybody should be able to feel their own energy and we've gotten so far away from that Mm. and um yeah mastering your own energy really just it's to me, it should be number, it should be number one. At least how, that's how I feel. <laughs> I love that. No, I'm a firm believer in that too. And honestly, I wouldn't be doing the work I do if I didn't have, uh, if I wasn't a master of my own energy. It's like, it's almost like a prerequisite, right? And you mentioned Reiki is one way to learn about energy and master your energy. And I oftentimes teach a very simple tool that in which we actually bring in our energy field because you know a lot of empaths and a lot of healers want to stretch their energy field out really big but then they're vulnerable for everyone dumping their garbage in there so the first step is bring in your energy field and i like to hug myself a little bit like one to two feet around me is what i'm envisioning this egg-shaped kind of dome around me and then i said intention and my intention is i only allow energy serving me at my highest good into my sacred space And it's simple, it's to the point, and it's firm. Like, I'm firm about it. Like, I know that when I set that intention, that I am getting exactly what I need all the time. And I don't need to let all this extra heavy stuff kind of get in the mix. And that's been a real helpful uh, tool for me, too. So, yeah, I I agree. Master your energy. Um, Okay, so say I have this ability of tuning in. Um, maybe I'm seeing spirits or something like that. What are, what's your recommendation? If I want to start leaning into that, what are some of the things that I need to know? Yeah, I would say number one, for sure, learn how to protect your energy, claim your space. And then after that, you know, I guess it really just depends on each individual. But for me, it was all about opening that third eye back up Mm because most of us do have that third eye super close. Um, and yeah, practicing that space of authority and knowing that you have a body and these beings don't. And a lot of the times, you know, they're going to come in and they're going to try and scare you, but that's just because like they're, they don't have that body. Right. And they don't want you to like find your gifts. And so, um, knowing that you have those gifts is so profound and there's nothing to be afraid of. And I often hear people say, like, you know, I've heard this saying lots where they're like, um, you know, I'm really scared to open up to my guests because I don't want to open up to the bad spirits. And my right. joke is always that you're already open to them because <laughs> you are a master of your own gifts right now. Your gifts are just running wild. And so they're able to just come in and do all these things. And so when we gain that control on the gifts, um, it helps it so that way they can't just keep coming in all the time. Your discernment levels go up and um, yeah, you just it's the practice. You get better at it. I love that you just said that and that you joke about that, that like you're already vulnerable to those dark energies. It's not like you're going to open yourself up more to them. In fact, what we're going to open ourselves up to are the divine spirits, are the energies Mm -hmm. of God, of creator, 
that can help us and serve us the most. So I love that, that, you know, you recognize that, you know, there's always going to be heavier, denser energies, people. Okay. And I agree with Amber that they absolutely want to keep us from expansion, keep us from ascension, keep us from whatever you want to call that, that evolution. Um, because the more controllable we are, <laughs> the better it is for them because they have power. But the thing is that those darker, denser energies, they've actually lost power, which is why they feel the need to have power over others. When you have a great sense of personal power, you have no need or desire to have power over other people. Isn't that so powerful in itself? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, one of the things that you, you know, that you alluded to is that this does take practice. And it is, it is a practice. You know, I call it all the time. Like when people ask me what I do, I said, I, I say, I have a spiritual practice, <laughs> you know, and they think, oh, you meditate every day. Like, no, I have a practice where I do do those things, but it's so much more than that because it is a practice. You know, you think of a doctor's office, they've got a physician's practice, right? Because we are practicing right. our craft. And I think yeah. that a lot of people get caught up in like abracadabra. It needs to happen now. So, yes, you know, for some people, it might happen. Like some people get a catalyst, right? And then all of a sudden they're on this rocket ship and they're like, oh my God, my mind's exploding. But for most of us, it is a slower process and it can take years and decades to really uncover all of this. So do you have any suggestions for people who are, you know, maybe they've already leaned in, but they're feeling a little frustrated because they're not feeling like they're getting it. Do you have any words of wisdom around like that frustration piece? Like, did you go through any of that? Mm, yeah. And that's the key word right there. Frustration. Like frustration <laughs> is a lower vibrational feeling, right? And so when we get ourselves into those lower vibrations of frustration or irritation or, oh, you know, like, why isn't this happening you're actually blocking yourself more. And I was infamous for this. Like I took a year long psychic training course because I needed help. And my teacher would always tell me, Amber, <laughs> you can't sit in that vibration. You are blocking yourself. He's like, just relax. It takes time. It is a craft. It's a practice. You have to reopen that third eye. I mean, goodness, there's so much going on in there that has blocked it. it it's, it's a lot. And the more you work at it and the more you clear things, the more you practice, the more you, you know, just keep going forward, it will get there. It's like going to the gym, right? You can't just go to the gym once and see, um, you know, the results you want. And the same goes with your pineal gland, that third eye, all your other psychic senses. It's, I mean, most of us are very clear sentient, which is that clear feeling. We feel mm -hmm. people's feelings and emotions. Most of us are already doing that without even realizing it. But, you know, everybody wants that clairvoyance and everybody wants, you know, the, the clairaudience and those take a little bit more time. And so it's like, like I said, it's like going to the gym, just keep doing it, keep practicing, keep exercising. <laughs> yeah, yes. you'll yes. expand it. <laughs> I love that. And I think that's going to bring some relief for people. And, you know, you talked about third eye a few times. And just to remind our audience, just in case, you know, that third eye is typically found between the eyebrow, middle of the head kind of area. But it is that clairvoyant kind of window, if you will, right? And so we often will reference that third eye as that all-seeing eye. And so some people even call it God's eye. I've heard that reference before. But, you know, it is something that over hundreds, thousands of years, we've been conditioned to turn that off. 
right? Yeah. And so reminding everyone listening that you're undoing thousands of years of conditioning that has mm-hmm. said, you don't have the inner technology, you're not telepathic, you're not psychic, you're not this, you're not that. And so we've started, you know, part of our DNA has said, oh yeah, I believe that I can't do those things. But the truth is, is that we are shifting so much right now that people are starting to realize, hey, wait a second, maybe I am capable of that. Maybe I do have that ability. And so this is a piece of encouragement for the audience that, you know, this is something that if you feel called to lean into, if spirit is calling you, that this is an invitation, an opportunity of discovery and exploration. That's for sure. So Amber, our time is going by real fast here. I feel like I'm like, I feel like we're just getting started to be honest. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I know that, you know, I want to keep these, you know, between their 20 and 30 minute marks so that people can get these bite-sized pieces. But any final words, like um, I'm going to invite you to share your offering with people in a moment, but Anything that you feel is really important for people to hear that are on the journey, that are starting to listen to spirit, is there anything that you really think that they should know? I think just tying into what um, we were just saying is just don't give up. (laughs) Don't give into fear of any sorts. Don't give into limiting beliefs. Um, You can do it. We all are intuitive. We all have the ability. Um, You know, it's it's yeah it's it's work but it's the best most rewarding work of your life and when you answer that call and you step into what you're supposed to be doing what you knew intuitively you were always supposed to be doing it's like the biggest weight has been lifted off your shoulders and you can breathe you can start living you're not just surviving anymore you're living your life and you're expanding and growing and remembering all these beautiful aspects of why you came here and what it means to be human so yeah Oh, I love that. I love it. I could feel the passion that and it just excited me so much because it's so true. We all have these incredible gifts. We've just forgotten. And so this remembering process is a powerful one. And Amber, I'm so grateful that you started down this path that you chose to go inward and do this work because it is so rewarding. And, you know, I really believe that you know, our souls had been dying a slow death prior to, do you know what I mean? And and this isn't to create fear for our audience, but it's to remind you that if you are not tuning in, if you're not listening, that the soul and the spirit start to say, "Mm, I don't know if I love this so much anymore, you know, and we start to lose ourselves a little bit. So this is an invitation to come back to spirit, come back to yourself, And Amber, you've got uh, some groups out there and I know you put out some great content. Uh, If people want to catch up with Amber, uh, Amber, where do they go? Yeah, so I have a free group and I have a paid group. The difference is in the free group, we are a community of individuals working through our spiritual journeys, our ascension process and supporting one another, sharing information, content um all those sorts of things that group is called the new earth ascension portal on facebook um and then i have my paid group as well which is really focused towards those individuals that are looking to amplify grow expand um heal because we have two meetings a month where i meet with the group i look and to all of you i heal different aspects i help you heal different aspects that you're trying 
run on activations, codes, downloads, really cool experiences to just help you through whatever the universal energies that are going on that month. I usually tap into what the universe is like, hey, the collective needs this. Um, and I help them through that. And then we also are our community as well. And we have lots of different resources of learning content. I have included with that paid group, something called the New Earth Ascension Academy. In that academy, it's packed full of information and teachings towards energy healing tools, and everything from how to ground, everything from how to protect yourself, everything from why do you journal and tension work? Like there's just so much in there um, and I'm continuing to add to it. So that one is really for those that are ready to expand. Great. And is that one on Facebook too, or is that through your website? Yes. Sorry. That one is also through Facebook. It's called the New Earth Ascension Accelerator. Yes. And yeah, the, yeah, not my website, but you can find it on my website as well. Actually. Okay. That's good. That's good to know. And your website, we're going to put that in the show notes, everybody. So those links will be in the show notes for you. So you will see them there in the notes. Amber, this has been so wonderful. I've loved having you uh love having the star seed energy come to the surface we might have to have another conversation about the star seeds because i think mm. there's a lot of star seed people trying to find their way so we might just have to have a part two if you're open to that oh yeah anything star seed let's do it <laughs> oh, fun. okay we're gonna do another star seed we'll do another recording for star seed another time so thank you so much for being here Thank you for having me. All of you listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you've learned something new today. Can't wait to be with you again next time on When Spirit Calls. Bye for now. Bye. So happy you could join us today. And we hope that you found comfort and inspiration with wherever you are at right now. If you feel you received a gift in today's message, please pass that gift along to a loved one by sharing this episode with them. To continue this conversation, please join me at rosehope.ca. And when you do, be sure to access your free gift by signing up for the When Spirit Calls newsletter. I'm looking forward to connecting with you again soon.